Hello everyone. We're here, the Watson family. I'm Carrie. I'm Tyler. I'm Storybook. <laughs> I'm Bethany. It's Elijah over here, like holding the lighter. And we're glad to see you. As we journey our way through Advent together, we're lighting a special candle today. Joy, which candle are we lighting? The two It's candle. the joy candle. The joy candle. <laughs> the candle is pink or rose colored and it represents joy or rejoicing and shows a shift in the season of Advent towards celebration. <laughs> Please don't throw. This candle is sometimes called the shepherd candle or the candle of joy. So please listen along with us as we read from Isaiah chapter 61 and John 1. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places along the devastated roads. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the people. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the Sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all the nations. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He, was, he came as a witness to testify concerning that life, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Please join us in prayer. Elijah, would you light the candle? 
The pink one. The white hand. The dark hand. I love pink. Do you love pink? Almighty and everlasting God, grant us your guidance so that we might walk before you. May we follow the way proclaimed by John the Baptist when he shattered centuries of silence in declaring, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Since we know your salvation and have tasted the forgiveness of our sins, may we be your representatives of mercy to others in need. Amen. Do we get these? See you soon. I hold silver away. Hi ho, silver, away! Good morning and welcome to Hillside. My name is Joy Fischler and it is so good to be with you this morning. That was my family about 10 years ago. And I show that to uh, display what different versions and expressions of joy there are. Um, start with my oldest, who is my favorite in this video, because she can't contain the joy that she's feeling. Even if you told her, don't move, there's no way that her body would not express this joy. She just can't help but dance and um, move around. And then there is um, the baby who has this contagious smile, which she still has, by the way, that you just can't help but smile back when you see her. And that's her expression of joy. And then there's the expression on my husband's face, the soft countenance, his delight of just being with his children. Um, joy has so many different expressions, and it can look so differently from person to person. And... Um, Joy, C.S. Lewis says it absolutely beautifully. He says, Joy is an unsatisfied desire, which is itself more desirable than any other satisfaction. Joy must be sharply distinguished both from happiness and pleasure. The fact is, anyone who has experienced it will want it again. Isn't that the truth? See, kids are amazing at chasing after joy. It's why they want to play with you. It's why they want to go to the park. It's why teenagers want to go hang out with their friends and listen to music and go on roller coaster rides. Kids know how to chase joy. They want that feeling over and over again. And so I, I ask this question of, when was the last time you experienced joy? When was the last time you laughed like that? Um, as if I can hear what you're thinking, some would holler out and say, it's 2020, there's a lack of joy. And I would say, I'm glad you brought that up, because we're going to talk a little bit about 2020 right now. You know, this year is probably, um, as long as I've been alive, it's, it's been by far the hardest year I've ever seen on people in general 
There is so much sadness and loss and pain, and all of those feelings are validated and they're real. There is no shortage of, of pain this year, and it's almost like 2020 is kicking us around pretty good and hard. And um, fear is like um, fear is like this as if you were throwing a bucket of water over a campfire. Fear just dis, uh, extinguishes your joy instantly. It robs you of your joy and your peace. And so just for a moment, I want us just to be able to name some of the fear that we might be experiencing. Because until we can actually name the fear, there's really not much we can do about it. And if the fear is keeping us from joy, um, so just take a moment. You don't have to share it with anyone, just to yourself. Just bring it to mind. Is it, is it the virus? Is it the vaccine? Is it your bank account, your job? Is it a pending divorce? Is it, are you fearful of your older children's decisions. There is no shortage of things that we can be afraid of. And we humans, we're brilliant at um, storing up fears and at tucking them away into the caverns of our heart. So we're going to do something with it, which is why I'm, I'm having you name it. And, you know, for the teenagers out there, um, there's no shortage of loss for the teens They've really taken it hard. All the scholarships that some of these kids have been counting on, their first year of college, their, their senior year that was just robbed from them. And so, um, you know, teenagers, all those things in mind, just kind of keep those at the forefront for a moment. Fear feels like an uncontrollable force, and it's meant to take us out. If you would turn to me, if you have a Bible... To Luke chapter 2, verse 8. There were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For you see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. That is the word of the Lord for us today. Let's do a brief recap of what is happening at the time that Jesus was born. There had been 400 years of silence. God had, there was no signs and wonders. The prophets weren't speaking 400 years um, the Romans had established a two-tiered set of government. Um, they did allow some Jewish rule. Herod the Great came to power. He was a half-Jew that the Jewish people hated. He was a tyrant, and he compromised all of their values. Roman rule dictated the lives of the Jews. Their temple had been taken over, and where there was worship of oracles and Greek gods and paganism, their temple had become defiled. 
because we are adaptable humans, there were some Jews that adapted to the ways of the Roman world. That the stories of the coming Messiah had become to some a mere bedtime fable. And then there were others who, who held on strongly to their Davidic law, which directly opposed this Roman rule. So you can see this tension and this anger is building and this, um, just this tension among, in that um, culture between Jews and Rome. Herod, um, he had heard about the coming Messiah, and so he planned a plot to have um, Jesus killed. And when that plot failed, he then ordered every, chi- every male child under the age of two to be killed in or around Bethlehem. I can't even imagine being a mother at that time and having no say if your child lives or dies and watching that child be slaughtered in front of you. It was a dark time. And the angel of the Lord comes and says, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The 400 years of silence had come to an end instantly. The most powerful force in the entire universe is baby Jesus. He comes and he changes everything. You know, Jesus, when he walked this earth, he came to restore, he came to heal the sick, he came to raise the dead. And one of my most favorite things about Jesus is that he had a choice. He didn't just, he just wasn't born into this life that he had no say over. He had temptations. He had a choice. And we know this because the enemy um, came to him after his 30 days in the desert, and he tempted him. And there was precedence, right? It wouldn't be the first time in Jewish history that a male traded his birthright for food. So the enemy knew what he was doing. He was tempting Jesus, and Jesus made a choice that day. He chose to father to, to listen to his father, and he chose you, and he chose me in that moment. Even at the Last Supper, Jesus knew what Judas had done. Judas had already compromised him, and yet he treats him with love and value, and he even offers, you know at Disneyland, how you're getting ready to get on that roller coaster ride, but there's that exit right at the right at the opening, you you can exit the last second. He even gave Judas a last-minute exit. Like, you can repent. I just called you out. You can repent. I love you. And Judas does not take that last exit. But that's who Jesus is. He shared a meal with Judas because he loved him, and he gave every opportunity for relationship. Jesus lived, and he died, and he rose again taking every fear with it. He is the Savior of the world. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. See, Jesus is in the center of your sadness, 
He's in the center of your pain and despair. He's in the very center of the fear that you have named. And teens, that scholarship that you lost, that will be redeemed. You just don't have enough life experience to know that Jesus will do something beautiful with it. This is not all there is. Your losses will be redeemed. Your senior year will be redeemed. It may not be in the way that you wish, but it will be somehow beautiful. Because that is the God in whom we follow and whom we serve. See, 2020 is the year that we have been waiting for and training for all of our Christian lives. This is the year of joy. We were told long ago that we would not be spared the hard things. We were warned long ago that this wasn't going to be easy. But every time we prayed, every time we joined a small group, every time we read our Bible, we're strengthening that relationship for this moment. We have every reason to be filled with joy. This is the life that we're called to. And what does the word say? The word says that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. I think of the two-year-olds who chase after joy. (laughs) Their joy is pretty unstoppable. The joy of the Lord is our strength. To count it all joy when all of these terrible things are happening to us and around us and the people that we love. Count it all joy. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Jesus never left. Will you fix your eyes on him as Jesus did in the desert? Will you invite him into every place? See, the truth is, is that when we are filled with joy, we are the best possible versions of ourselves. The best possible versions of ourselves is when we're filled with joy. It's not the end. We know how the story goes. The story begins with Jesus and it ends with Jesus. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I find it so amazing that the Bethlehem star is shining in the sky this month during Advent. Where the two planets come together to create the brightest star and it's nicknamed the Bethlehem Star. If it happened in 2019, it just wouldn't have the same meaning, would it? That's amazing. Could it be that the God of the universe chose this year for those planets to come in alignment so that we would remember the sign in the earth that we are not alone, that we have a redeemer? Could it be? I think so. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. So what I'd like you to do is, is I, I'm going to pray for you and just have that, um, you know, the things of, that you're fearful about. We're, we're going to deal with those in prayer right now. So I invite you to pray with me. Jesus, I thank you that you have come I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you did not remain silent. 
I thank you, Jesus, that um, you are for us. And Father, everyone right now who just has fear, I ask, Lord, that as they lay that at your feet, they name it, they lay it at your feet, that you would do the thing that only you can do, that you would take it, and that you would replace them and fill them up with joy. Father, we thank you that 2020 will be redeemed. We thank you, Lord, for the joy that you're pouring into our teenagers. We thank you, Father, that jobs will be restored, that bank accounts will have money in them again. We thank you, Father, that this virus will come to an end. And as if we take our staff and we put it in the ground, we say no more in Jesus' name, no more death, no more loss. Because you have come, and you've come to restore. And so I thank you, Father, for taking our fear and replacing it with joy. We love you, in Jesus' name. So I'm going to play the video for you one more time. And this time, as a, as a practice of joy, I want you to imagine yourself as one of those children laughing and smiling in the presence and affection of your father because that is the reality that you live in. I hold silver away. challenge today. I ask that you would bring joy to someone else this day, whether that be in word or deed. That you would, that because our world is dying to hear, don't be afraid, I bring you great joy. Our world is dying to hear the good news. And so I just invite you to spread that joy. Because Jesus is alive, and not even 2020 can take that. Jesus is our joy. Hillside family, I love you so much. I cannot wait to worship with you again. So I'm going to leave you with some words. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow in the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I can't help but leave you with the parting words of my friend, Jonathan Wolner. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. 
May the Lord bring you peace and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name.